apologize. What are you apologizing? Well, be dude. Look, I need you to be on. <laughs> you are my on what? <laughs> you're my talent. <laughs> I'm your talent. You're in trouble. Your I mean, corporation's he's, he's in big the talent, trouble. But you're my host. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. You ready to go? I'm ready. One hundred percent. I'm going to intro this again, honey. Yeah. Yeah. Do yeah, it. yeah. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to Two Faces Radio, episode thirty-one. Mm, Trente Uno. We hope you enjoyed the one-year anniversary show from last week. I know I did. <laughs> I enjoyed it. <laughs> I enjoyed the cake. The cake was good, and uh, we appreciate you celebrating with us. Yeah, if you did. And that was all about. And and we thank all the people who've been listening and read a lot of emails, and that was yeah. cool to hear. Sort of all those things at one moment. Yeah, I got some good feedback on I that. I enjoyed it. So the date today is uh, April 29th, uh, 2010. Yes, it is. And this would mark the first night of 500 Songs for Kids at Smith's Old Bar. This is true. Which we'll be running through next week. And we'll be playing there on the final night, uh, May 8th. Um, <laughs> and you should come on out. You and, should definitely come on out. bring your lighters. Bring your cigarette lighters. And settle in. Absolutely. And, it, yeah, get, take a honey, seat because we're, uh, we'll are we be up there for a while. Skinnered again. <laughs> the anthem of the South. Deja, uh, deja vu bird. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to let our guest talk now. We are very lucky to have in our studio tonight a guy named Marshall Ruffin. Say hello. Hello. <laughs> ah, Welcome. He, he obeys. That's right. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. He just drove in from yeah. his hometown of Columbus, Georgia. Yep. I mean, uh, I say like just drove in, just got like off the you highway. You just pulled. Yeah. In. Right. Yeah. And uh, thanks for coming, man. Yeah. Yeah. We appreciate cool. you being. Well, here. the reason I brought up 500 songs to our listeners is the reason you are here tonight is because you're playing tonight for the first night of 500 songs. Unfortunately, this podcast will be broadcast after play i gotta go then i know (laughs) so but you guys i'm sure the audience thought that it was wonderful if they were out there did your manager (laughs) tell you this was live (laughs) (laughs) um but i know you're playing all over the place so people have plenty chance to uh to come out and check you out right yeah all right well we'll have all that on our website and they can see where you're at cool and what you're doing and just briefly because we did talk about it last year around this time but just briefly to explain 500 Songs for Kids, it started out by taking Rolling Stone Magazine's 500 Greatest Songs of All Time, you know, according to them. And, <laughs> according um, to Rolling Stone. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they started by saying, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we did this huge charity event and we had 500 different artists perform all 500 songs, do 50 artists list. a night. Yeah. And, um, and it they did it. And yeah. it's a crazy – have you – participated in this before? i did it last did. year okay. and it was yeah it so was pretty wild it. yeah i mean it's fun though it's it's a lot it's kind of it goes so fast that it almost takes some of the nerves out of it yeah but um <laughs> it's a lot of fun and so you're they're kicking it off tonight and every night the money raised goes to a different children's charity so it's a great thing that they're doing josh rifkin and yeah and all his people well done and this is year number four Right. And the list is 500 era-defining songs. Which era every defining. time you tell somebody that, they go, Jesus, how many eras are we talking about here? <laughs> <laughs> what was it last year? Going back to the 1200s? Yeah. Most passionate. Most passionate are they, Is songs. it the same songs? I don't, it, it's you always know, it's the a same. lot of the same songs. Okay. It's For example, we're playing Freebird this year, which we played the first year. Right. Yeah. And it's been on the list every year. It's a right. pretty passionate song. It's it is. It's very passionate. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. <laughs> 
And this year it's We're an all era. passionate about this birds year. It's an era defining. It zone. is an era defining. Zone. It's era defining. Yeah, you know. But I mean, they're going to take Pac-Man Fever and say that's an era <laughs> design, you know, or something. I want them to have fish heads. I think they need to oh, keep geez. working on that. You tried to list go cheesy until they than, get fish heads on that song. You tried to go cheesy. Do you remember than that? Pac-Man Fever. Yeah, I remember that was that. like that. I was, listened to the Doctor Demento show. That was kind of era defining because it was so. Is that bringing back memories for you? Yeah, a little bit. You've yeah. never heard of fish heads though. No, fish heads, no, I'm not fish. Heads, I don't think Robbie, so. Police, fish heads. Remember that? That was like a hit. I know, of it's course. Yeah, I remember it. Fucking song ever. You're gonna bring it up on our show? I, was, I apologize. <laughs> can I, I will, say? Can I what? say we digress? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. I will say that Marshall's a young guy. I am. I'm uh, 17. Oh man, I oh, loved that 17 age. Was great. When I was 17. Yeah, it was a very funny actually. Year. It's my youngest double. 17. My youngest brother's birthday More. today. Happy he's, birthday. Uh, he's 23. Your youngest so not, brother? So okay. I'm not 17. No, I know. Not but well. you're, you're under yeah. 30, though. Yeah, I am under 30. Yeah. That's the place to be, under 30. Well, it's funny that... That's what they say. You know, I'm reading your, your bios on you know your various websites and stuff, and I guess they were written at different times, but you know, one says, well, this 25-year-old. Yeah. yeah the next right. one says, this 26-year-old. Yeah. Right. And then, so where are you right now? I'm 25 right now. No, come on. <laughs> no, I, I really am. Then why did one say 26? I guess they're anticipating. <laughs> <laughs> they thought the article would come out later. Yeah. For the next year. They're just, come they're on, really man. Sh- You know what's funny? I don't know. Oh Tell boy. me how you feel about Things this. Things are funny. Well, I remember, because I moved here and I was about... 24 or something. Yeah. And, you know, we kind of got things going with Ton of Honey at that time. So 25, 26. And at that time, I already felt like I was too old. Like, I already <laughs> had this feeling like I got to get or not that I was too old, but like I, we better get something happening quick because, yeah. you know, the clock's ticking. But yet. And here we are. It's like I never <laughs> felt like I was the right age. Yeah. I, I feel know. Does that Yeah, make sense? I feel the same way. Yeah. Do you? I definitely am like, I need to get the ball rolling. Right. Yeah. Stop messing around. Yeah. See, I always just felt like I was born in the wrong time. <laughs> I feel like yeah. that's... Like, I was going to say, my born in the 20s. My balls are deflated <laughs> at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you peaked too early. I peaked too early. Oh, man. But, I, I yeah, I always had that sense. Like, I just felt like, you know, looking back at it, I was like, man, I was 24. is fucking perfect. I should have made shit happen and done stuff. You did. I was the perfect... Day. You did. All right. I was there. Okay. I witnessed... You were. The things that you did, that's and true. it was wonderful. We made things All happen. All right, listen... We're bullshitting Let's too move much on because to I, I want to hear some music. Here, yeah. Well, we're, we'll listen to a tune first, and then uh, we'll come back, and then we'll uh, ask you all kinds of shit that you either will or won't answer. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> He's a mellow guy. So you want to introduce what you're going to do here? Uh, this is a song called The Day. It's from, um, I guess, the second EP that I did. Say you will 
will fall behind the wall. Reason is to In your stormy way Your body brings me to my knees For another day And I said, oh, Gorgeous, Sweet. Man. Great. I like your guitar. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Hey, you look like you were digging it. <laughs> I haven't had it any complaints really yet. No? Yeah, it sounds great, man. Yeah, that's a killer tune, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. So how did you get such a great voice, man? How did that happen? Did um, you just wake up one day and we're like, holy shit, we I can don't sing? Uh, I, I, um, <laughs> I didn't really, I, I went, I, let me back up. All right. 
I started getting into music because I wanted to play guitar, and yeah. I had no interest in doing anything else, really. So when I was in college, when I was about to finish college, I started writing songs and not just, you know, trying to be the right. hottest guitar player. Shredder. Right. And I didn't have anybody to sing any of the songs with me, so I just figured out how to do it by right. myself. Yeah. So I haven't been doing it that long. Um, what singing? Three or f- three or oh, four really? years, really. Yeah. So I'm learning. I mean, yeah. every every show, I'm like, oh, I, sh- I should do that, or oh man, I really shouldn't do that. So it's it's a weird process. But I don't really. I mean, I like doing it. It's fun. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not. I don't really know what I'm doing. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, but you, you know, sound what sa- good. you know, it sounds good. So I mean, you just keep. Was there anybody? Were there some specific guys that you were kind of emulating earlier on when you? Ah. I don't know. I mean, I think um, there was certain people that I really liked. Yeah. But their voices were so far, so different than mine. Well, it doesn't matter. That I, I guess couldn't, as long as it seeps in. Like realistically, I couldn't. I, I knew that I wouldn't be able to sound like them. Right. Like Tom Waits is a guy. Yeah. That I'm yeah. A, a fan of everything. I mean, his voice and also his songwriting and his, um, right. you know, his piano playing skills and everything but else. You got but about twenty years of smoking yeah, marble reds before yeah. you sound. Like I, I don't. I, sound, I don't sound like I'm like gargled with asphalt. Yet. Right. Right. So. Um, yet <laughs> yeah yeah i'm working on we'll it. get you started early but well you know it's it's funny i think things sort of happen maybe the way they're supposed to happen because you can clearly sing you know i i guess i would identify with some of that because i started writing probably around the same time i also you know at some point thought well, maybe i'm gonna have to do this yeah but i really knew you know that eh, it's not all there i was lucky enough to find ira i think that was you know, sort of meant to happen. Uh-huh. Maybe if you don't find that singer, you know, it clearly sounds like you can sing. And you know, I mean, you're musical enough. You went to Berkeley. So yeah. we're saying college, but I mean, this is like, you know. Yeah. So you, you can hear that you can sing, and, and that's a good thing. So maybe, you but know. you still uh, want to be necessity. a front man, though. I mean, you don't want to be a side guy, though. No. Yeah. I always wanted to be a side guy. Really? And you yeah. still want to be a side guy? I mean, I, mean, I play. Step back I, I do my, my own thing, but I, I play in a... I'm doing hired gun stuff too. Yeah, right. as just a guitar player for blues bands and. Um, jazz yeah, I mean, bands I, I guess if like stuff. James Brown came back to life and said, "Hey, man, I want to sing for you," you gotta. Then I would. Yeah. I would <laughs> step. I would step back and. Stra- and I think it'd be my. Let him hey do. Man, it. <laughs> and something like that because he was a little difficult to understand. Yeah. And then I and then I do what the band did and I go. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Moving. <laughs> Moving. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and he'd dock you five bucks if you missed a note too. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I heard a funny story where. One of his band members, I'm going to butcher this story, but one of his band members like did acid or something, Yeah. and he was all like Fucked up. stressed out all uh. night, thinking that, oh, man, he's going to kill me. He's going to kill me. I'm going to mess all, all this stuff up. And at the end of the night, James Brown like gave him a bonus. He's like, that's the best <laughs> you ever played, man. <laughs> oh, you were hitting it. That's right. And Perfect. So like, oh, man. Yeah. I, 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 that would be bad if that set up a precedent. So every night you're like, I know. Well, playing with James Brown again. Looks like I'm go taking another tab. tab. <laughs> Well, the first thing that struck me is it was so nice to hear, you know, we talked about your oh, young guy. Hold, hold on. Oh, yeah. you, if you want, you could set that down or you could keep it with you. Oh, it's up, yeah. it's up yeah, for you. You do whatever you want to do. Um, here, I can throw it over here if you want. We, we do need to get a guitar stand in here that just stays here all, at all times. What happened to that? Don't you have like a shitty one at home that you could bring in? No. Oh. <laughs> I don't even have a good one at home, really. Yeah, you do. I thought uh, you Yeah, I have nice one good one. Yeah, I do have one that good nice one. one. Anyway. So... Uh, 
I was going to say, you know, we were talking a little bit before about, you know, you're a young guy. And the thing that I like is hearing a young guy like yourself doing, I don't know, I don't want to, I, I I'm not here to insult any other types of music, but you're just doing some real music. You know, you're playing, you're singing. It's not the, you know, electronic stuff. It's not, you know, computer enhanced, you know. It sounds like you're just doing, hey, let me plug in and play. Yeah. And it's cool to hear that. Did you, do you feel like there's a lot of other people of your contemporaries who want to do the same thing? Or do you think that, do you have a hard time finding people your age that kind of want to be straight up like that? I think there's definitely, there's got to be people that have that same ethic. Um, There's a couple guys that I live in Columbus with, a guitar player named Neil Lucas, who's a, a really amazing guitar player, lives in Columbus, and he does um, his own thing, and he also does stuff with other bands. But yeah. uh, he, we, we talk about that all the time. Like, yeah. I just need to get a crummy old amp and a beat-up guitar yeah. and no pedal board, and I just need to plug in and play and yeah. sing. Yeah. And that's how we were, we've been kind of talking about, um, he did his last record at the same time I did my last record. And the whole time we were shooting ideas off each other, like, yeah, I just want to find a big open room and just get my band together. Because I like the way, I like to hear music being played uh, instead of music that w- being made, if that makes sense. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. So you're right. Instead just of get in and go. When I hear a lot of um, things that are really shiny and slick right. and overproduced, yeah. it, it turns me off. That's not like a judgment. That's just yeah. one idiot's opinion. But uh that's definitely something that I w- want to try to capture when I do what I do because right. it's what oh, I like cool. to listen to. Well, and, that, and I was thinking about you know like listening to that tune especially. It doesn't seem like <clears throat> you care about an emphasis on time and everything and everything being on time and it, which I you know I dig too. I mean, if you can feel something, yeah, you know, where it's going to go, just right. go. Don't worry about being oh well, that's out of yeah out of time and blah blah blah. And so you're playing with a trio, and I guess. <clears throat> was it tough to find guys that kind of got that? I think initially my my uh, idea about what I wanted the band to be was different than it is now. It changed probably because of them, and they helped me figure out what I did and didn't want to do. But that's a that's a important thing is uh, you know we make mistakes. Yeah. Like that song I just played, I made a couple mistakes and I just laughed because like that's right. that's, that's what makes you know, it live. That's yeah. what I'm doing. Like I li- I really dig listening to records. And hearing, like, you know, the drummer drop a stick or right. hearing yeah. somebody cough. Right. Like, I'd, I get off on that stuff. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I would much rather hear that than ha- make them like, oh, this was definitely all played to a click. Right. It sounds nice and, and crisp and, I don't know, it doesn't impress kind of like our show here. We fuck up all the time. <laughs> you got <laughs> that right. <laughs> we I'm leave fucking it. up right now. <laughs> you guys don't even know it. <laughs> but, no, that's really cool to hear because I think that's one thing. We always felt sort of the same way. Again, you know, we're you know a, a, the next generation before you but we felt kind of the same way like we were sort of even 10 years prior felt like we were out of time and yeah. out of place yeah where are those bands where are all the other people like us and so now 10 years more down the road you know how old are the guys that you're playing with are they your age or are they a little bit older because it old, sounds like they're yeah. older than me i've always been in bands with guys that were older than yeah. me for yeah. some reason i don't know uh like when i first started when i was 17 18 i Right when I started college in Virginia, um, I was playing in like reggae bands and hip hop bands and all this weird stuff. And I was always the youngest by 15 years. Yeah. Like our keyboard player was in his 60s. Yeah. Yeah. And I would have to go in. <laughs> I would have to go in the back room 
at these the back door of these clubs, yeah. and they would let me walk on stage and play my set. Then and then while everybody else started drinking, I would, I, would ha- I would literally have to stand outside in the cold yeah. in the alley, <laughs> and then the security guard would open up the door half an hour later and be like, all right. And then I would walk back on stage and play my guitar, <laughs> oh, and I would pack up all my stuff, and then I would go home. I'm cool, guys. I'm cool. <laughs> See you yeah. later. Sounds like all, you guys are having a good time. They're all there. drinking. They're like, yeah, we'll, get, we'll, we'll give you your money later. <laughs> Did oh, you bring a book God. to read? Do you have <laughs> anything to read out there? Something smells good in there. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> guys, <laughs> guys, <laughs> guys. <laughs> That's funny shit, though. That's tough. So, um, did but, uh? But now you can go in. Yeah. yeah no. Now, now <laughs> you don't have to worry about <laughs> yeah, that stuff. No, I can go in. That's the beauty. You know what you should do is you should hire you know a keyboardist or something who's like sixteen, who's like fifteen insane. years old. Yeah. You're gonna go through what I had to yeah, do. Right. Oh, right. <laughs> gonna yeah. beat you up. Right. Yeah. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Pass it on. That's funny. Well, you hear that kind of story about a lot of guys. You know, I mean. Uh, in town, Derek Trucks was, you know, one of those young guys yeah. who yeah, was, right. you know, going out on stage and, and Sean Costello, Sean, you yeah. know, who, you know, but the thing about it that you have to look at is you were talented enough to be there. I mean, that's, that's the bottom line, you yeah. know, the drinking and all that stuff is you'll get to do that whether you can play or not. So, right. uh, that's cool. That's funny. So when, how did you, you said you went to college in Virginia first? I did. I, I didn't, you know, I didn't, uh really ever study music seriously until I got to school and um, I had a really cool music teacher in high school who sort of like showed me the basic sort of theory and stuff but I didn't really um, I didn't start taking it seriously until I got to my first couple years of college and I wanted to go to a normal sort of like liberal arts undergrad for at least a couple years and then decide if I wanted to study music or if I wanted to be an accountant or whatever. And then after a semester, it was, fuck it, I'm playing guitar. I mean, yeah, it took two years, but (laughs) after the first semester, I was like, oh, this music stuff is really cool. And I liked all the minutiae, you know, like I I liked studying theory and I liked learning about, you know, Gregorian chant. I don't know why. So you get that stuff then. I think it's cool, yeah. I never never got it. I don't know why. (laughs) I just don't understand it. I the cycle why. of twelves or whatever it is, yeah. you know, I just can never <laughs> grasp it. Yeah, you know, I was just like, I don't. Know. Hey, Brian, if some it people got right, it and some people don't. Some people don't. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> don't. Mm-hmm. So you got you got something. And <laughs> after those couple years, when I figured that out, I was like, all right, I'm going to transfer somewhere else. And yeah, I applied to Berkeley and some other places, and I got in, but they said. Um, you know, we we're not we're only going to accept you for the summer semester, and yeah. I had like a week or something crazy like that to to tell him that I had a, I was going to go and then to get out of the apartment I was in in Virginia yeah. and then move to Boston and find another apartment and all this stuff so it kind of happened really quick and when I got there um I still couldn't really read music that well yeah. not on my instrument so I I was I like placed out of ear training and stuff cuz that's what I had used you know that's what yeah. you use as a performer yeah. But then I was at like level one, yeah. Like, um, with the ear, like like sight reading and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, I was really really bad. Well, Did you catch on quick, or was that a frustrating no, time? No, no. I mean, always Not like. I mean, they kids would always joke about how guitar players. How do you stop a guitar player from playing? You put <laughs> she's she's music, music, music in front. Of and I know good. some killer re- guys that can read their asses off, but yeah. I just. It's always been my weak point. In fact, my first like big class I was in, there's this teacher named uh, what was his name? Fusinski, John 
Fusinski. 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 He pl- he's really cool if you want to check him out. He does all this. He plays like he a... plays fusion? Uh, yeah. Fusinski <laughs> plays fusion? He plays um, this this double net guitar, a fretless guitar, and he does yeah. all this crazy microtonal, like, Indian-influenced stuff. But anyway, we were in this class of 30 guys all with guitars playing the stuff that he was having us read. And I would just sit there yeah. and, and listen yeah. and act like I was playing. Oh, and then it. I would figure it out. Yeah. Like, I would learn it. And then the second time around, I would play it. But he he, <laughs> he called me out out of, like, 30 people. He saw me doing yeah. that. And he, and he called me out in front of the whole class. He oh, was like, shit. read read like number seven. Like, like, Are you air guitar? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much it. I could have gone to Berkeley. I'm a great air guitar player. <laughs> I think I missed my calling. Could've, you could have majored in that. I think they offer that. That would be awesome. Yeah. Hey, what happens when you pour a beer into a drum machine? Oh, boy. It, wa- it wants to sing. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's funny that they had the joke about the guitar players because, you know, just being in bands, right. it always ends up being the jokes about the drummers. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, drummers that's true. Always take the brunt in the yeah, band. that's true. That's um, funny. Well, what was the application process like to get into Berkeley? I mean, didn't you have to do some major shit to get in there? Uh, when I was applying, not really. Okay. Um, I did like an essay, and I sent them a tape of me playing some stuff that I had written and other things. Right. And uh, I never had to go do an interview or anything. Huh. And so when they said that I was accepted, I was like, oh, shit, okay. Yeah. Uh, so when I got there... Were you freaking out, though, when you got accepted? I mean, yeah, because like, I, didn't, I didn't know... Berkeley has sort of had at this time. I don't want to talk bad about the place because I really I got a lot out of it. But it had a reputation among some people as sort of being a place that would take you if you could afford it. Yeah. And then let you figure it out on your own. Once you got there, they would take your check and be like, all right, you actually have to know what you're doing. So I would I, I think they're being a lot. They're getting a lot stricter with their application process, with the prerequisites that you have to have in order to be accepted. Right. But when I went there, which wasn't that long ago, but, um, you know, I would sit next to kids like like a, like a dude from Japan. Yeah. Who was like, I don't know, heads and tails, w- way better than I would, e- way more prepared than I could ever hope to be. Yeah. And then I would sit with on the other side of me would be this kid that was like playing a brand new PRS that his mommy and daddy had bought him, <laughs> right? Oh, and he was playing nice. open chords and be yeah. like, "Yeah, I want to be the next, you know, whatever." Yeah. Right. Uh, and I just it was this weird um, juxtaposition of these yeah. kids that were really, really fucking driven, right? And then kids that that just treated paid, it paid like to be there. treated it like a summer camp, yeah. Which right. is why they have like at the, at that time I think summer they had something summer. like an eighty percent entering student dropout rate. Oh, because oh. people go there and they couldn't and they're handle. Like, oh, this isn't easy. Yeah, and then they leave. There's yeah. more than three chords. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? <laughs> but you yeah. know, I I think I'm, I'm glad that I did a couple of years of undergrad first because yeah. if I had come straight out of high school, I would have been one of those kids. I would yeah, been yeah, way yeah. over my head. And you would have dropped you know, it. And I would have been like, no, this isn't this is this isn't for me. Yeah, but at least you would have been. Playing a vintage guitar or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you play? What's your main? Uh, I play. A What's s- your main axe? I play. A, um, <laughs> I play a silver tone, a oh. sixty-three or four silver tone that I found in a pawn shop and yeah. put some crum- a crummy pickup in it. And I've only ever owned one crappy old crate amp that's all rusted and has a like an old speaker in it. I don't. Know. I play really <laughs> oh, good. Junk. I play really junky good. material. We like junky material. I, you, I, I mean, I have a, a Hamer that I got because one of my teachers there was uh, endorsed by them. And it's nice. It plays well, but I don't play it in my van because right. uh, it was funny. Like you were talking about getting the songwriting. 
when I started uh, wanting to write my own material and uh, not be like the guitar, the higher right. gun in a band, uh, not be the fast guitar guitar player and I was like I don't need to show all the arpeggios and modes that I know every song Um, I started realizing that the stuff I was getting into after that point was much simpler and more straightforward and it was less of this I don't want to say showing off because I like that kind of music too but uh, when I started writing my own stuff I didn't want it to seem so like masturbatory almost like look at me with every song guitar diarrhea (laughs) so I had I wanted to I was consciously trying to simplify the way I played and do less with my guitar and make the notes that I chose mean more. more. Kind of you know Miles said the same thing and a guitar player that I that I really love is John, uh, Mark Rabot, who's Tom Waits' guitar player. Okay. He plays this really cool angular stuff, but it's it's really smart. But he's mm-hmm. not wailing. I mean he can. Yeah, but it's just the doesn't right notes to. at the right yeah. time. No, he doesn't have to at all. Yeah, He'll right. play four notes where I would play sixteen, and my sixteen sound like crap <laughs> in comparison. But you know, and You're very you know, self our, our motto, uh, you know, save it for the show. Before the show, we were talking a little bit about vocalists doing yeah. somewhat the same thing. Like you don't have to show me all right. through the song what a great singer you are. Yeah. It will come through. Right. Same thing with guitar playing. I think it's the same exact thing. And yeah. this is why an artist that we were talking about also, Oliver Wood. For me, you know, for my money, that's it right yeah, he's there. Not, he's not you trying know? hard, man. It's just a, he's a natural. He sounds really comfortable and natural on stage, which is hard for me to do a yeah. lot of times. I fall back into that like that mode where I'm like trying to show off and right, then I have right. to kick myself. Well, and that's one of the but reasons that I... It takes time. That stuff yeah, takes yeah. time. I well, when Oliver was here, he was talking about, you know, like when he was on the road with Tinsley and everything yeah, and, yeah. and really, you know, traveling around. I mean, he, he finally got it you know yeah. and he, he said that really helped just playing his ass off right and he finally settled into that i think that's one of the reasons now that i'm i'm playing this guitar that i have is because it's it's a it's a piece of crap yeah it's not easy to play right it's not that fun to play but it's it's almost forcing me to simplify what i play because yeah. i'm sometimes i fall back in my old habits yeah this thing won't let me man yeah. So, and the right. same thing. I don't have a, I don't have a lot of pedals. Right. I have a tuning pedal and a little overdrive pedal that I keep in a suitcase. And then I have that. Nah, he's got an overdrive pedal. Don't tell the blues guys. There's one <laughs> yeah, pedal too much. I know. I know. <laughs> and then I have this crappy old amp. So it's kind of like I'm, um, you know, I'm kind of like I, I dig the idea of of forcing restrictions on yourself and then trying to succeed almost in spite of those. Yeah. Re- restrictions like Ravel is a classical composer that I really got into when I was in school and he did his most famous piece was called Bolero. Okay. And it was this it was this like it was a it was an arranging like exercise that he did by himself. He didn't yeah. initially expect to ever um, like publish it and play yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And he put these very strict rules on himself like it would never modulate, it never changed key, it never changed time signatures. Yeah. It was two melodies that he played over and over with different uh, instruments in the orchestra playing every time and it, the whole time it just kept getting louder and louder yeah. and louder and louder huh. it was this constant crescendo until at the end you're just like oh man this is awesome and right. then it just falls apart at the end right and he i read a letter that he wrote to a friend of his his at the time when this became so popular oh sorry and sorry. he <laughs> said um you know it kind of sucks that i'm going to be remembered for this tune that has no music in it <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but you know, you can succeed. <laughs> Who cares? In yeah. it, when you limit yourself and you take away superfluous yeah. shit. Yeah, and the simplicity you, of stuff is. is you worth. can actually, you know, be more successful. And it's almost like that Cars tune, you know. Right. Uh, <laughs> I don't mind you coming here. Yeah. Wasting, you know, that. Oh my god. That just builds and builds and builds yeah. and then just. Yeah, I think right? they. I think they refer. They uh. They said that Ravel was a big influence really? on them, right? Really? No, probably. I don't oh, because <laughs> cars. Cars were from. I thought uh, he was really putting something. Cars together were from Boston. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. See, it's not. See, it's all at signal. all coming together. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, that's pretty good. Oh, what was I just gonna say? You were, you started to say something. I was gonna I ask you. Do, do you want a drink? Do you want a beer? Uh, do you? Yeah, I'll have one. Yeah. Okay. You want? Yeah. All right. Keep talking. Are you going? You're leaving. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll be right Oh, back. God. It'll take two seconds. And I How'd you like Boston? Yeah. I'm a big fan. I like Boston. I'm from Connecticut. So, okay. Um, you know, and I'm, you know, Red Sox fan and all yeah. that. The only time shit. that I went to Connecticut, I had a girlfriend at the time, and she lived in Windsor, yeah. Connecticut. Uh-huh. And so I went there, and I had never... Um, I had never been in a city where, like, the stoplights stop working after a certain time at night. Oh, do they in there? In there? Yeah. I, I, yeah, you know what? Even in downtown, I'm trying to think. I think some of them start blinking. And like they blink they just like yellow. yellow lights. I mean, yeah. they do that in Columbus where yeah. I live now. But yeah. I'd never seen that, so I was driving around. And I was like, all your stoplights are broken. <laughs> and she just <laughs> laughed at me. She was like, you've been in Boston too long. Too long. <laughs> all these other places. Yeah, because Boston goes, you know, it's like any other major city. It doesn't shut down, really. Man, I, I really, uh, I never, for you know, I had no reason until I moved there to to ever follow the Red Sox. But yeah. when I lived there, I lived on Boylston and my apartment. Oh, yeah, I would right. go up during the season with like a cooler and a radio. Mm-hmm. And from the roof of my apartment building, I could see into Fenway. Oh, so killer. I could see the, the big screen. So and that's how oh, I would yeah. watch the games. Oh, nice. Wow. And then that's everybody sweet. would, you know, come filing out. You could hear the cheer. Yeah, and the, <laughs> the right dome there. of light that's over awesome. the top. Yeah, that's It was bad when, you know, they started beating the Yankees. Um to get into the World Series, which yeah. they eventually won, because um, you don't have to tell me about that. Like it's a man, highlight of my life, man. It was crazy, and I lived right there, so every night the city would just be like pulsating right outside my window, and I just couldn't go to bed for like a week. But it was it was cool. I, I yeah. it, was, it was really cool. So let's see. But you I'm, didn't want to stay though. Huh? In Boston, the only thing, the one thing that I didn't like about Boston it's cold was as shit. The two years I was there, it snowed a lot. It yeah. seemed like every two weeks it would snow again. Yeah. And their, the public works, maybe it's just around Berkeley, but um, they didn't, like, care about snow being on the sidewalk. Yeah. And I only lived, you know, not too far away from campus, so I would just walk. But it was this weird thing that I noticed later. You know how when you walk in snow and you get your, like, your jeans wet? Yeah. Yeah. You get water, like, creeping yeah. up to your knee? Yeah. That's the way it was. Yeah, for you like yeah. four months. You didn't know snow was water <laughs> for four. Right? M- no, nah, I mean because we like, had snow. Because we, uh, I'm not, I'm not busting your snows. Oh, because dude. we had another band in here. Remember uh, when uh, oh, the Blackberry Smoke? No, it wasn't Blackberry Smoke. It was um, Trance's Ark when they were in here and they were talking about going up north and they were somewhere in like Wisconsin or something like that and they were talking about like you know snow is water you know like. <laughs> <laughs> never really put two and two together, you know, because they talked about not being prepared. I for think Marshall could figure out. <laughs> I knew it I was know water. I'm that just, or like solid air. Yeah, I mean, the guy went to Berkeley for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was like every two weeks it would snow again. And right as the snow would start melting off the sidewalk, yeah. it, would, it would snow. So for four months or something, I just had perpetually wet legs. Right. Which and is that, a weird thing And that thing was a no But it was such a pain in the ass. Yes. <laughs> such a pain. 
Oh, it was so annoying. Hey, it's the little, you know. You know it's what? The though? Little you can w- you can turn that to your advantage. I mean, the water goes halfway up. You might as well, you could just start pissing you just yourself. Right, exactly. And then it's mm-hmm. just like, hey, I don't yeah. have to get. He didn't up like that bathroom, advantage. Nothing. Oh, okay. That's a down. <laughs> that's so you move yeah. back down south, and yeah. uh, well, wait, before well, we leave uh, Boston, uh, I just wanted oh. to ask <laughs> because one of my best friends lives in Boston, and uh, actually a couple of my best friends live in Boston, and. Um, you know, he's been down here to visit us, and, you know, we take him out, we go see bands and have a great yeah. time down here, you know, and we feel like there's a pretty good vibe and scene, and yeah. he doesn't feel like that's this, that's like that up there. Is it just that he's not in the music scene as an artist, and maybe he's, you know, kind of lost some touch, but do you think there's a lot of up-and-coming stuff going on up there? I don't know, man. Um, oh, as far as, like, burgeoning artists? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... Or do you just mean any gr- good music scene? There was a ton. Yeah. Maybe because I was at the school, and so it seemed like everybody there like was had a band or was trying to start a band. Yeah. yeah. So I was surrounded by people seeing concerts of really incredible jazz shows yeah. by these young kids, yeah. and then you know original music uh, stuff that sounded like circus music on acid, and then really <laughs> cool hip hop projects and reggae stuff, and yeah. so I was always going to see shows of yeah. my con- my my peers who right. were in the school with me, and that was part of the thing that I really liked. Yeah, he kind of has a really skewed cool. view of that because that was yeah. his yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, I guess no. because I was constantly surrounded by musicians. Yeah, uh, uh, from your friend's point of view, if he if I hadn't been if I had been working in a factory or something, yeah. I probably wouldn't have gone to see as many shows. Yeah, no, well that's true, and that was part of what I had said to him. I was like, I'm sure there's stuff out there. You know, we're kind of also in the music scene, yeah. so, you know, we're aware of things that are going on. I was just kind of curious what you thought about it up there. There's always, I mean, Why are you thinking s- about moving back? First of all, I never lived in Boston. Second of oh. all. Well, back up north. He tells it? people I'm from Boston sometimes. Well, I'm I like, just I just think of that whole area, <laughs> New Haven and Boston. It's It just seems like an area to me. Okay. It's an area. I'm just as close to it's you a region. Jersey as Are you going to move back to that region? No, not now. Okay. Not anytime. Sorry. Go Anyhow. On. So after Boston, <laughs> I came. My family uh, lives in Virginia. I have three brothers and my parents. So I came back and stayed with my folks, mm-hmm. trying to figure stuff out. Yeah, what part um, of Virginia? They live in Charlottesville. Oh, okay. oh kind of right yeah. in the middle. I was just U- up there. U- University of Virginia is there. Yeah, yeah, I just played there in the fall, but I don't remember the name of the place that we played. It was right on UVA campus. Hmm. Pretty much, we played with the new masters. That was where we played right. with the new masters. Right. Center. Anyhow, anyway, so cool I, town, really cool college yeah, it's, town. It's cool. Uh, so I went back there, and then a kid that I had known from Berkeley uh, went lives in Col- lived in Columbus, and he worked at a, a recording studio there. And oh. they had I had visited him, and they had said you should come down here and work at the studio during the day, and then you know play on the stage at night. Well, you'll be like our house opener. Okay. So for that whole summer, so it was like a studio and a club, I guess. Uh, it's this big complex. On the bottom yeah. floor is a restaurant, what? and then the second floor um, is the is the bar and a music venue. Yeah. Um, and then the top floor there's offices, and then there's a recording studio. So mm. I was working at the studio during the day, like taking out trash and helping right. with sessions, and just being like a utility guy, going to the bank. And then at night, uh, I would be like there. Their token opener every Friday, wow. Saturday night. That's a hell of a gig, though. Yeah, so it was bad. It was cool. And then when I kind of like, when that ran its course, I just I met some people in the Grange who had a, a you know a small independent 
record label and they said they would help me put out an EP and that's kind of how it happened. Oh, so cool, sweet. And were you just playing solo at the time, I guess, or did yeah. you have? Yeah. So did you you put a band together for the EP? I put a band. I had. Um, yeah, the guys on the first record, and and that's the thing. The first record sounds nothing like the second. Yeah, that, I was man. gonna I was gonna ask you about that. Rich um, man's dime. Because so when I had come, I was so used to playing solo and like yeah. being in basically in my room by myself and writing these like little folky songs. Yeah. That that's what I thought I wanted to do. And then when I got down here and started playing in nightclubs, I was just getting eaten alive because nobody gives a shit about a guy with an acoustic guitar <laughs> in a bar. And go I was to, playing a bunch to, of bars. Like go to Eddie Zach. Yeah. I, I've been. I went. I went there, <laughs> and it was it was a cool vibe. But like, yeah. there aren't enough places like that, yeah. or at least no, that, would, that would return my phone calls. <laughs> so I put a band together and play, started playing electric again. And then I remembered how fun it was to play loud and and be you know sort of more Rockin'. energetic. So yeah. um, the the guys that played on the EP weren't they just came they were session guys from atlanta and they oh, came okay. for the day and then huh. i wrote out charts and then they just did it um and Writing for a little charts, while yeah, my bass player was in the uh military band at fort benning wow and then my drummer was the chairman uh of the percussion department at csu which is columbus music school okay. yeah and then they both had to stop doing it and then i found the guys that i have now my bass player lives in Athens, and he uh, is about to finish studying classical at uh, what's it called AIM. No. no, UGA. Yeah, UGA. Oh. Sorry. And then my drummer used to play in a band with him, and he lives in Atlanta. So that's kind of how I found this. Uh, so you guys are really all over. So they played on the second. So just so that people have an idea, the first EP is that called Rich Man's Dime. Yeah. That's that one. And then the second one is Morning. Glory, yeah, and that one is and the that's one, the one with the, the, that's the three of us, the you know, band. in a room making uh, noise. I have to admit, I've I've only listened to you know, <clears throat> we only got this interview together, by the way. Yeah, w- this within was the last couple last days. Minute. Yeah, and it's uh, very um, well, we appreciate unprofessional. You <laughs> I want everybody to know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm imbibing right now. <laughs> he's a, that's right. It's <laughs> the only he way hit, he can he get hit, through. He's a smart kid. He hit the hit the nail on the head. He's hitting the bottle just to get through this thing. That's right. This freaking thing. But the. I've only listened to the tracks from the new record, but um, that Rich Man's Dime, is that one of the tunes on the first one? And if not, where, where did you get that name from? It's a li- I didn't know what to call it, yeah. and um, the people from the label, I was just like, I wrote out the lyrics on some paper in the yeah. studio, and was like, pick a, pick a lyric that you like, and oh, that's yeah. one of the ones that they like took Pulled out up. of the middle a of song. a song. Yeah. Right. Huh. That's like what we, That's did. What we did. <laughs> <laughs> it works. I mean, you know. It's funny. We paralleled your current career 10, ten years, years ago. Before you. <laughs> and we're much less successful. That's right. Mm. <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm, less I'm sorry I'm stealing all y'all's moves. Actually, it's, I'll tell you. Un- yeah, well. Uh, don't to steal honest, our moves. <laughs> to be what? honest, I did. Cons- I, I took guitar lessons in high school for, you know, a few years. I mean, I took them kind of on and off, whatever. But I never was very studious about it i just liked playing and um and i did toy with the idea of going to berkeley because i just only because i heard about and i was like oh maybe i could get better maybe um and never thought that i could get in but i do remember my guitar player saying yeah you could probably get in and it was probably that whole thought of like listen they'll take you in i don't know if you can stay in you know so um 
so you know I didn't go, you know, <laughs> and then came here and didn't really right. get anywhere much, and so now hopefully you went and right. will come here and and be huge. So w- when the so okay, so after that EP was out, um, were you touring as much as you are now back then, or did that kind of start after the? I EP? was doing a lot of solo stuff, and yeah. now with this band, just in Columbus and Atlanta, or Columbus, Atlanta. I mean, a little, a couple shows in Florida, yeah. up in Virginia. Um, now, were you Carolinas. booking all this stuff, or did you have somebody who kind of picked you up right away? And I'm, uh, I kind of split the work with my manager slash the guy that's the head of this little little record. Uh, label named right. Pat Patton. He and I pretty much. Did do he find you, or did you together. find him? They they came into the studio to visit in Columbus while I was taking out the trash or yeah. mopping the floor or something. And this is one of those stories, man. It yeah, is. Go it's a good story. It I needs like it. to it needs to turn into like a good story because I'm afraid it's there. just gonna be like, yeah, remember that kid that <laughs> was mopping the floor and that's right. He tried to make some EPs and then he ended up working at Little Caesars. <laughs> now yeah. he mops the floor for Sony. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Warner Brothers. He's their best. He's their Best floor mopper. Floor best mopper. Floor mopper. They call him. You could eat off of those floors, <laughs> <laughs> and he does. <laughs> right. That's right. He, we make him eat on the floor. Shine it's the floor, it. kid. Well, they, um, anyway, so they came in. They came in and uh, you know yeah. helped me do pretty much what we're doing now. So I mean, did he see you play live, or did somebody recommend you? They, I think they played like some random demos that I'd done in the studio, huh. off hours with the engineer. Um, and they were like, oh, that's interesting. And then they came and saw me play at an open mic. And oh, cool. they, they liked it. So I was super um, hesitant about yeah, it. Of course. Because Anybody st- wants to meddle in your own you personal know, shit. I studied guitar performance, but I also studied music business. So my initial reaction Smart. was like, these people are trying to fuck me. Right, you know? right. Exactly. Yeah. And I didn't. And so, but they, it turns out there. I wanted somebody to fuck me <laughs> so bad. I was yeah. like, please, somebody try and screw me. <laughs> so anybody. <laughs> Somewhere, it somebody <laughs> owned my song. <laughs> somebody <laughs> steal <Yeah>. my music, <laughs> please. It turned out that they've been super, super supportive, and uh, that's cool. You know, they Good. keep, they help me do what I'm doing now. Well, you said you did business stuff and obviously performance, but did you learn a lot about the recording process and engineering and things? No, at Berkeley, no. Okay. No, I didn't learn at the MPNE Music Production and Engineering. I didn't take very many of those courses. I wish okay. I had. I don't know how to use Pro Tool. I don't know any of that stuff. Okay. So I'm completely dependent on the engineers and the producers as far as it goes in the room. And I, I, I got really uptight, actually, when I first got into the studio because it's like this glass wall. And then you're on one side with headphones on. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a bunch of people on the other side with buttons. And you play, like, whatever, a five-minute tune. And you try to, you know, um, do the best you can. And then you're done. And you look up into the glass. And they're all looking down. And they're all talking, but you can't <laughs> oh, hear what yeah, they're saying. Know, no idea <laughs> so there's a five-minute, there's conversations that, that goes on longer than the song that you just played. And then the only thing that you hear from it is they press the talk back button and <laughs> go, try that again. we're going to do that again. <laughs> yeah, right. And it was so, like, soul-crushing. I know. And it took me forever to speak up and be like, we got to figure <laughs> yeah, this out. What do you want yeah. You guys me. just need to yeah. press the button and let me hear what yeah. y'all are talking. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like a fish, you yeah, know, yeah. in an aquarium. And they press the button, they're like, you guys want to go to Arby's for lunch? Yeah. We're going to Mickey D's. Who's making a run? Yeah. Do you want right. to send this guy? Yeah. Right. We could probably get him to go, I bet. That's <laughs> you, right. you just finished mopping the floors right before you played You're the song. Right. Um, well, listen, I want to quickly get to the second CD, and then I want you to do your three, two, one, and then we're going to hear another song. I love it. Yeah. Does that sound okay with you? I, it sounds great. I love okay. it. Okay. Um, I feel I'm like serious. there's. No, I, I feel like there's a lot more I want to get to with you, yeah. but, um, you know, 
we're kind of we're not running out of time. I don't want to say that. We try and keep them hour ish. Yeah. It feels like people's, you know, free time sort right. of can allow for that. Right. So. So how long was it between that and then recording this new album? Um, the second one. We Sorry, did, I should have my dates written. We down, did the just a, a. I did the first one in whatever 2008, and then that's when it came out. The yeah. second one came out last year, 2009, and I'm yeah. hoping that uh, this third one that we have, I have all the material done for it. We're just trying to figure out where we want to record it, what studio, and if we need a producer, if we just want an engineer, and right. try to figure out all that stuff. So, um, get, yeah, a, produ- get a producer. Yeah, I, th- I, I really think so because I, we never know. did, and <laughs> I really think you need that. I, I mean, it, it's a relationship, so yeah. you got to make sure that you get somebody that you like and you right. can work with. But I really think having that kind of set of ears, that person who's not attached to the stuff the yeah. same way you are, can be helpful. Yeah, my manager was saying how we need to, we need a, you know, we did the first two projects on our own at the loft. Can I say that? Yeah, the yeah. place in Columbus. Okay, yeah, <laughs> and uh, plug anything you want. At, and and it, they turned out great um, for what they were, but they were learning experiences. Yeah. You know, we made a lot of mistakes on both of them. Sure, I did. And so, I think he he had said that you know, uh, in addition to getting another personality that might make the process easier, you're also getting a skill set yeah. that we don't have. Yeah. So that's a big because I don't I don't know how to run Pro Tools. I right. don't know if I'm yeah. like if I have a kick drum sound in my head and I explain it to somebody in a really, you know, confusing crappy way. Right. I, I w- it would be cool to have somebody that can interpret my bullshit. And right. Be like, oh, yeah, you I want got it. you want this mic on this kick right. drum, you know? And I'm like, oh, and then have it get done. So yeah, we're we're looking for that. How do you feel? I guess think of both albums, you know. Um, in general, how do you feel they are representing you in your music? Um, I like a lot of the song, some of the songwriting ideas that I used on the first record, but it's pretty much an acoustic album. Okay. And if somebody so comes, that's not what if somebody li- right. no, if somebody listens, that to happens. That, yeah. that was one of the problems. That was one of the reasons that I wanted to do the second one is I wanted it to sound like the band does, so somebody could could pop it into their car while they're going to see the band and then they wouldn't be surprised right. at what they saw. Right. Or or if they bought a CD at the show and then pop it in their car going away, they wouldn't be disappointed. Like, <laughs> oh, this isn't <laughs> this what, what I heard. heard. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like the second EP sounds pretty much like what we do. Now, cool. with the third one, the songs are getting more concise and tighter and there's le- I feel like there's less sort of open space because those songs, a lot of them are really long. Yeah. Okay. So... Was your songwriting getting a lot different I even think from so. this Yeah, album? I'm less, le- yeah, it's getting more, more precise. it's getting a little tighter, Yeah, which I'm happy about. Yeah, yeah. So I think that the third EP will um, will show that too. It's cool when that changes, like when yeah. you can see that in yourself yeah. and you can start to see your, yeah, your style sort of change or right. kind of find right. where you're supposed to be. I wanted to ask you, you know, um, now you were nominated for yeah, that Independent was... Music Awards uh, Blues Album Sweet. Album of the Year for Morning Glory, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was going to ask you. I mean, even though you're heavily blues influenced, your music isn't straight up blues. And does that bother you? No, it doesn't bother me. We played a blue this blues like competition thing in Atlanta. Yeah, and uh, we <laughs> we picked the song that was not 
everybody else is doing 12 bar shuffles yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And we did this weird minor key thing with like a section in the middle where my bass player plays upright. He took out his bow and was yeah. like bowing. Was it, was it the blues challenge? <laughs> the, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. And we played that and it was like. Which year did you do that? Uh, this past year? Or? It w- might have been the year before. Okay. So we did this song. And at uh, they give you like these little write-up sheets yeah. that show you like what the judges thought, and they <laughs> all thought like uh, it was all like interesting, like good performance. And then at the end, it was like blues content zero. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was like, well, you know, I mean, it what's is, he doing here? You know, right, right. I know that I like I'm influenced by that stuff. Yeah. And it, it can't, it can't, you know, it, it has to come out in some way. But I definitely don't. Uh, expect anyone to listen to my music and think, oh, he's playing traditional blues music. Right. Because right. that's, not, that's not what I'm doing. Well, anybody that goes out and sees you, right. even though it's the blues... blues Z. Well, even though yeah, the blues, blues crowd Z. will definitely dig it, I mean, you definitely wouldn't oh. call yourself a, a, self a, a blues, you know, Not really. Artist, but, really. But that's the thing, like, when you do, when you try to make music that's not, like, where your goal isn't to sound like other people, right. or you right. can easily categorize yourself, yeah. right. which... If you do that, you'll probably be more successful than a stupid guy like me. But it's hard. <laughs> Very you, you know, people like have it. to have to hold on to something. I do the same yeah. thing. If I'm talking to a guy at a bar who has a band, I'm like, well, what do y'all sound like? Yeah. And then yeah. I'm like, oh, it's why did I ask him that? To, yeah. I hate it when I'm people I ask me that. that. Why did I do that? Yeah. But so you have to give people something to uh, identify with. So if somebody says, oh, they're a blues band, right. whatever, that's fine. I'll take it. Well, that's we, like when when I was when I called you on the phone, you know, a couple of days ago, and you know we were bullshitting for a second, and I brought up, you know, how I heard a lot of Black Keys, you know, yeah. in your stuff, and then I, we got off the phone, and I was like, shit, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> no, I <laughs> mean, there there are a band. It, yeah. We know when, when we were talking about the whole like um, the ethic of how they record their stuff, how it's music that's being played. You know, yeah. they use a lot of analog stuff to record, and I've liked everything they've ever done. Yeah, everything they've done, I think, is even the new is, stuff is fantastic, yeah. and I'm sure this next record I'll like too. Um, well, supposedly they're going back to the earlier stuff, hopefully. right? Yeah. But they're a band that um, I don't. They obviously influence me, but my fear is that I don't want to sound derivative. I don't want to sound right. like I'm not. ripping yeah. them off. Well, nobody or any, does, or any of my other influences. So when people say like when people call that stuff out, like, "Oh, do you listen to Jeff Buckley?" I hear, th- and I'm like, uh, yeah. "Yeah, I do. <laughs> like, I do." I, in my head, I'm like, I hope that's not you, them yeah. saying like, "You're a you're a hat." Right, right. Yeah. Well, and that's the way I felt when I was on the. You know, I was like, right. "Shit, I you hope know you didn't think I was saying." You know, I, I'm gonna go a little out on a limb, but I will say that I think the the average, and and not in any insulting kind of way, like the average fan, you know, the 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 person who goes to see the shows who may not a musician right. who might say something like that. I, I do think they are usually saying that in a complimentary way, right? And yeah. it's you know, I think it's more the music fit. Well, the they're just trying to connect with you too. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, they're making yeah. that connection. It's a way to they bridge find that cool. It's yeah. a way to bridge a gap and say I can relate to you on this level. Because I'm a fan of this guy. And right. You are, and, and you yeah. are, in, yeah. So right. I and that's I get what they're that. going to do with their friends too. I mean, that's right. ultimately what's going to get you passed on right. through the scene. You know, when other people, when they can say, hey, it's kind of like that. And they're like, oh, I love that. So let me check it out. There is a thing that people sometimes say that I know is meant as a compliment. And it's usually around this time in the year when this one particular show is on. But people come and and go to a show and they'll be like, it's usually older people. And they'll say, oh, um, you should you should go to American Idol. (laughs) And I'm and I know, you know what I'm saying? I know that that they mean that. As a compliment, right. yeah, because yeah, to them, like that's right. a really cool thing. Yeah. 
for a couple, the first couple times I heard that, I would like have these long conversations. <laughs> I was just talking at people, explaining how <laughs> fucked up those contracts are, and how they screw all those right, artists, right, right. and how it's not written, and how it's not. You know, I don't. Re- yeah. I don't like any of the music that's come out of that show. Oh, this is, you and now go on for never, days about right, why. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and now I'm just like, thanks. Yeah, thanks. Because <laughs> I get it. Never you know. mind the fact that every one of those artists is 100 percent derivative of who they, right. you know, are who they like. It's, I mean, look, it's a karaoke contest. It's a karaoke contest. Yeah, um, I guess that's the well, best way to put it. Before you get to your two, uh, three, two, one. Yes. Just to wrap it up, full circle. Wrap it up. Plans for the future now. Plans for the future. Just keep um, doing what you're doing and see. I hope it gets better and better. You I know, guess. I would love to, um, you know, uh, get picked up by a, by a bigger indie label that could help me out with distribution and I'll maybe help fun. me with with booking and touring yeah. on a wider circle. Because I'm, you know, when I call up a club in Florida or in North Carolina, it's yeah. me calling them, yeah. right? So and I don't fucking know anybody. Uh, yes, I represent it's me. Marshall Ruffin. Myself, <laughs> it's Marshall so Ruffin. So nobody really takes me that seriously. So I would yeah. like to, you know, and I'm hoping on the other, another way to answer that question, I'm hoping that this next project can help, you know, right. me do that. We can shop it around and get a little bit of attention, and then, yeah. you know, kind of graduate to the next right. level and be more productive and get busier. But you're having this label that you're working with. I mean, they're. They're making the record, right? They're providing the financing. Yeah, and all yeah, that stuff, and they're so, great, which is great. You know? They're they're fantastic. They've right. been fantastic. Um, and you know, if that did happen, I would keep them. I, if yeah. anything, if I didn't have room for them, I would just pay them. Right. Just because they help me out so much. Wow. And what's the, what's the name of the label? The oh. name of the label. Label's called Jam Mates. Jam Mates, Mates right? Yeah. Yeah, and they're in Lagrange. Um, very, very, very. They've been very good to me. Good. Not to be confused with Blackberry Smokes label. Bama Jam. No. Bama Jam, that's true. Bama right. Jam mates. Bama Jam. They're no. going to combine forces. <laughs> that would be something. The actually. ultimate. That would be a hell of a catalog. <laughs> that would be a hell of a catalog. All right. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, I thought you were about to do my song. What? Bum, bum, bum. Oh, right. Brian's to one music. All right, here we go. We we almost frightened Marshall off from this earlier yeah, on. But, you're uh, going to need to make it quick. So. But, and actually, one of them. Is very similar to what you were just... I almost like crossed it off while you were talking, but it's a little different. Anyhow, okay, my first question for you was, um, you know, you talked a lot about writing. We see you can play, you can sing. What do you What do you think at this stage in your career, you know, and still early on, I would say for you, you feel most comfortable with? What, what do you... What would you put out there first for people? As a performer? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, what do you have the most confidence in right now? Guitar playing. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. Always, that's what I started out doing. Yeah. So playing guitar is definitely what I feel most comfortable in. So, okay. yeah. yeah. That was an easy cool. one. Cool. Easy. Nice. Uh, your next one was, let's see. All right. You go see a lot of bands. You said you saw a lot of artists when you were in college. When you go to see a show, and when you go to see a show, what kind of maybe draws you in more or attracts you more like when you see a great musical performance or a great vocal performance uh-huh. what are you drawn more to um i think well i think musical performances are that's a broader spectrum because i could be turned on by the bass player or the keyboardist or the drummer mm-hmm. or whatever and yeah. there's usually just one focal point if it's a vocal performance so and there's not a lot of i really like Vocalists, but there's not a lot of vocalists that sound unique enough for me to think that they to f- really to make a huge impact on me. Mm-hmm. So, 
probably instrumental performances. And at this, but at the same time, like I don't really want to see people, you know, jerking off on their <laughs> instrument anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah, it, no, that's cool. that's actually a fetish of mine. <laughs> 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 oh man, what? Uh, you know how sticky gets the strings. Though. I've told you that before. That's true. It's no good. He tries anyway. to do it right before a show. Come on he thinks now. it's funny, you know? And then I go out there and I get these sticky strings. And I'm like, Ira. So I shouldn't have played your guitar then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. That's, I'm sorry. I'm, we got the handy wife. I'm calling an audible on the third question. Oh, because man. I wrote one down. But you didn't really answer it before. But when you were talking about kind of your career, the next step. I was going to ask you about, like, what would your ideal situation be for your career? But I don't want to do that one because I'm more interested. <laughs> I'm more interested in knowing, um, like, who would be the number one guy, you know, artist that if you wanted to play some of your music for, who would be that person you want to be like, hey, you know, this is my biggest influence or this is my biggest, my favorite artist. I want them to hear my music. Um, well, when I did the the um, IMA thing, yeah, two of my biggest influences right now that are alive. Are Tom Waits and the Key and the Black Keys, okay. yeah. and they were both judges. Oh, so both I don't know. Them? Wow. Yeah. So I don't wow. know if they listened to Here my stuff. Yeah. Um, no, that, that wasn't but, in Atlanta. But oh, okay. But oh. possibly they may have heard the record already, which and it didn't win. So maybe they didn't vote for it. <laughs> but uh, either one of them would be cool. I mean, wait, uh, Tom Waits, just as like a, um, you know. Uh, a career arc yeah. should be emu- should be meant. I-, I think he could be emulated by anyone. I mean, that's a good that's a good track to follow. Right. Stick yeah. to your guns, yeah, and um, make music that's unique enough and honest enough where you're going to get this crazy rabid following that are going right. to pick up anything that you do. Yeah, I think the keys kind of do that too. But I mean, my music sound doesn't sound a lot like Tom Waits. Right. I wish it did, but it doesn't yet. Probably now sounds more like. The black keys. Like He's a he good sign. That's a good sign. Like I'm not a big Tom Waits fan, but when you hear somebody that is, you know that they are into good are stuff. into good yeah, stuff. Yeah. You right, know that right. they care about you know songwriting and all yeah, that I stuff. I totally agree with you there. All right, that's it. A good you made it through. Bump, Three, two, one. Bump, bump. But actually, I'm going to throw a little twist in here. Yes. Uh-oh. And I want before I forget, oh, I want to thank uh, a fan of Two Faces Radio. Yeah. Trudy, who actually emailed me and turned us on to you and said you got to have this guy Marshall on the show. And I did. I checked your stuff out, and I dug it. And uh, so I want to thank her. And she, when she found out that you were coming in, because oh, I yes. emailed her back and told her, she sent me some questions that she wanted mm. to ask you. Uh-oh. And I'm not going to read all of them. But well, I'm wearing a sweatshirt and jeans. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm like zipping. He's zipping the sweatshirt. Not Diet Coke. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm just going to pick two out here okay. as she said and added on out. to our three two one this would do be it five two one five two one i it. love it uh her first question was which is kind of like the kind of like the one you just yeah. asked but oh. a little different oh. um who would you most like to play with oh yeah and why it's a good one if mm. you were gonna play with somebody on stage uh either one of those guys i just said yeah it yeah. would be the same two guys yeah yeah the keys or you know i think well i mean Prince might be fun, <laughs> just because he's like a little, right. he's like a little funked out pixie. Right. Yeah. That would be cool. Funked out pixie. There's some people that I like would never expect to make music with that yeah. I would like to play with. Like, uh, I don't know. I'm sure it would be fun to be on a like a tour bus with Snoop Dogg, <laughs> even though Shit. I only like real one. fun. I only like <laughs> too his, fun. I only really like his first record, but yeah. I'm sure that would be fun. 
no, but realistically, like the yeah. keys or or Tom Waits. I would play guitar for Tom Waits. Yeah, just sit. Well, you'd have to play bass for the keys. Sit in the dark <laughs> and <Right>. uh, <laughs> not say anything. You're right. Yeah, right. I would do that. Uh, and then another question she had on here, which I kind of like. <laughs> one thing people would be surprised to know about you. Oh, the old one thing. Yeah. Oh man, uh, I don't know. I, paint my I don't even know. I, yeah, I don't even know if I can answer that. Um, Nothing would surprise anybody. One time, my my label had me see this uh, this this uh, what's what are they called? Image consultant. One oh, time. oh, yes. play, and she like critiqued what I what I was wearing. Oh, and nice. How did that go? It was weird, <laughs> man. She was telling me stuff like I needed to wear a tight necklace because. The part in the middle of your neck is a is like a power point or a yeah. chakra center, <laughs> and I needed to wear masculine jewelry oh, and all yeah. this stuff. Masculine and I was like, jewelry. You know, I had yeah. to. Agree I with thought it. that sounded like an oxymoron. That is an oxymoron. <laughs> I was going to say jewelry <laughs> is um, such a feminine word. Anyway, she uh, she she was like, "You don't have to tattoos, do you? Because mm-hmm. tattoos are done." Tattoos aren't tattoos cool anymore. Nobody done. likes okay. tattoos. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I have some tattoos, but they're he not. Got a, he got a they're not, I don't have any. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's my lower back. It says, it says Daddy's Girl. It's not a big deal. It was in Cabo. It's a little hard. Like Spanish writing. Yeah. No, but I have, tat- I have uh, some big tattoos uh, on my stomach that no one ever sees. Yeah. Not many people would know that. That's funny. The worst we ever had was when we had to videotape ourselves and they were sending it out to those people. Yeah. Remember? And and that was part of like they wanted to know what we looked like yeah, and our well, stage presence bullshit and all that stuff. All right. Well, that that was good. That's good. I like that. <laughs> and you you already picked up another fan instantly. One of our buddies was on last week. Yeah, Eddie. Um, Eddie. And, well, and uh, Eddie. And Eddie sent a couple questions he you did, said too, but right? We, I think we answered everything that he uh, – was the what am I wearing thing? Again? No. <laughs> oh, okay. He said, uh, you know, he, he talked about you going to Berkeley, and he said, uh, this is for you, Eddie. He said, uh, I'd be curious to know how he feels a formal music education may have influenced his style, considering so many musicians in this genre are self-taught. Yeah. But we kind of went over that, didn't we? That's yeah. true. I mean, but like I said, I, when I started writing, I started playing more bluesy, I guess, and less jazz or classical. So I'm actually... And in some ways, fighting against a lot of my training. Yeah. You almost did the whole thing where they almost say this, like, in everything. Like, learn all this stuff and then try and forget everything. Miles, man. That's what Miles Davis said. Huge. I mean, like, that guy was – I mean, he did a lot of crappy stuff in the 80s, but everybody in the 80s did. Uh, But he said the same thing. You know, he – I'm sure he, like, grumbled it or whispered it. Yeah. But – yeah, he said, learn learn, learn as much of that stuff day. so you can forget it. And that, yeah. Right. So I guess I'm trying to forget a little just, bit every just day. Just pull what you need from it. The know? only thing I remember, the thing I remember from him, I remember a buddy in college telling me that they asked him about how he, you know, keeps playing. He was, you know, at, at his age at yeah. the time and uh, how he keeps doing it. And he's, and that was similar. He said, you know, learn something new every day. <laughs> yeah. That's what you do. Yeah. You know? So keeps you going. Keeps you young. All right. Well, grab that Gibson again. We'll do another song. It's clean now, right? Yeah. It's okay. Clean. Yeah, we All we right. wet napped it off. Um, I believe so. You. So, what do you <laughs> want to do here? Um. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I'll do a mellower song that I think is going to be on the next EP. Oh, okay. So this is like exclusive, huh? This is super exclusive. You can't find this you anywhere. Can only find this in Europe. Um, and on Two Faces <laughs> Radio. Two Faces Radio exclusive. <laughs> That's what we like. Alright, so uh, this song is called Diamond Ring. Here we go. Mm-hmm. 
my girl she don't have no diamond ring she never had all those pretty things she never had pretty things like gold and silver pearls and string and my girl she don't have no diamond rings she said my girl she stopped crying late last night skin of fire gave me such a fright I said with skin of fire gave me fright eyes red hands of a white my girl she stopped crying late last night And my girl, she began to weep and moan. Beg me, call that doctor on the phone. I said, she begged me, call that doctor's phone. I said, it's too late, child. That old man's at home, my girl. She began to weep and moan. Said, my girl, I ain't gonna call that doctor out. No, 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 no. Said, I haven't got Shilling or pound I haven't got single pound So stop your crying And that mournful sound, my girl I ain't gonna call that doctor around Stop crying late last night From her body I saw her soul take flight 
from her body her soul took flight flew with angels to the light of mine girl she stopped crying late last night so mother don't you do what i had done Spend your winnings, lose what you had won. Spend your winnings you had won. Tell your babies they ain't got none. So, mother, don't you do what I had done. I said, my girl, she don't have no diamond ring. No, 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 she never had all those pretty things. You know she never had pretty things like gold and silver tell you that's the way to kick off season two of two faces radio <laughs> i'm that looking forward to that album man me too i'll tell you what that song if i'm the producer i do it just like that <laughs> exactly seriously you know what i mean call we'll, we'll send take, you the yeah, copy yeah. and just say hey work your little you know mastering magic on this and just keep it just like that produced that's great. and engineered by two faces yeah that's right, right. Well, okay. By Ira, we get at least. Pro- producing points. There you go. Yeah, something like nice. that. When you go yeah. double platinum, right? Listen, <laughs> right. let me. Th- I'm going to tell you two things. Number one, yeah, <clears throat> your name sounds like something to me, like <laughs> Marshall Ruffin. It just has a good ring to it. Good. That's, that's good. one. Number two, yeah, I wish my name was Marshall. Don't fuck up out there. Yeah. <laughs> don't. I don't know. get all fucked up. You know. Okay. Keep it together. You okay. know, have your fun, have your drinks, do all that stuff. But don't you know? Don't keep the needles out of everything. And I mean, I don't just put shit up your nose. Just between my toes, because I don't want to show trap. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you know, that's a pretty good rule. To live keep by. yourself straight, man. Because I think you're don't uh, keep yourself a like harem of cocktail waitresses. And <laughs> mm. you know, no, the waitresses is fine. Oh, okay. it's it's the drugs and stuff. That's right. Only if you're married, you can't. Don't do uh, don't lose child yourself. support, man. It's killing me. That's right. <laughs> exactly, baby mamas. But man, yeah. I mean, you do you sing and you make my face do that thing where I like scrunch off yeah. my face, mm. where I'm like, damn. Mm. <laughs> you know. Well, and I mean? that song started, and I was I was trying to see you, but we were talking so much about Tom Waits, so I wrote it down. I was this is like a little password game here because I was going to tell you when you started that song, I was like, 
Tom Waits. Like, I heard right, Tom cool. Waits right there. Yeah. You know, and then you went and took it in your own direction. Yeah. And that was great. Cool, man. Very cool. That was a nice way to end it. That was a nice way to end it. Well, for Brian McClenning over there, my name is Ira Malkin. Our very special guest has been Marshall Ruffin. Thank you very much again for coming in. Thank yes. you. Thank you, Marshall. Thank you for having and me. And Marshall, when we you hope you enjoyed yourself. When you need merchandising, mm. oh, don't yeah. forget to check out our sponsor, Soundwave Merch. Soundwave oh, Merch. Okay. Whether it's your band or your brand, Soundwave Merch is for you. All right. Cool. It is for you, man. It is. Good t-shirts. Great t-shirts. Excellent t-shirts. Coming in And soon. trucker's hats. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, so this has been episode 31. We thank you again for listening. Season two. Sometimes we're out on the town and we start talking about music. We start talking about bullshit, other things. Hanging. The conversation just gets way too interesting. It does, and it's sometimes not- Ira actually says to me, "This is too interesting <laughs> for right now." I know, <laughs> and it's not being recorded at all. No, no recording devices. That, which means that conversation will never ever be heard ever no, again. Ever here. So you know what I always say? He always says this to me. Save it for the show. show.